Hello, my name is John, and I am the host of An Unconventional Teacher. I want to welcome you to our podcast, a series of short episodes about teaching for teachers by unconventional teachers. Each week, we will explore a different topic related to taking risks and daring to be different for the sake of our students. We hope to uncover why it is that the unconventional ways of yesterday have now possibly become the conventional ways of today. Now let's begin. Okay, everybody, in the spirit of Giving Tuesday and this podcast not being about making money, we wanted to encourage our listeners to go and donate $1, $2, $5, $10, $500, whatever your pocket can allow towards an amazing organization that our guest today has recommended. It is called firstbook.org. Again, firstbook, F-I-R-S-T-B-O-O-K.org. Head over there. The donate button is on the homepage and give what you can to help get books into the hands of all children and help decrease this resource gap that exists in our schools. Thank you so much on behalf of this podcast, on behalf of our guest today, Micah. Thank you so much for going over there and and, and doing what you can. All right, now to our interview. Enjoy. All right, welcome everyone. Today we have an amazing guest, a very special guest. His name is Micah Wolf. Um, he's a fifth grade teacher and he is located in Oklahoma City. That's where his school is. He lives outside of Oklahoma City in Edmond, Oklahoma. And uh, Micah and I um, went to school together. We went to college together. He was a baseball player and just an all around awesome, awesome guy. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear about Micah, what makes him tick, what makes him unconventional. And uh, we're going to shoot it to you, Micah, for a little introduction and we'll get started on our interview. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to be here and share a little bit about our great profession. And uh, I've been teaching for, uh, let's see, I guess the past 13 years. Started off um, in Seattle at a wonderful, wonderful uh, private school uh, called Giddens School. Uh, did uh, two years assistant teaching there, and then we moved to Oklahoma. Uh, and I taught at a, a school, a public school, for a couple of years called Wiley Post. And then I've been at my current school, Dove Science Academy Elementary, for uh, this is in my ninth year right now. So, awesome, awesome. So you've been teaching since we graduated. Yeah, yeah. So it was what I went to school for, and um, really, my my dad taught second grade for thirty years, so he's kind of my my role model in life. So <laughs> I looked up to him always, and he was very unconventional as well. His second grade classroom was run uh, like a village, and uh, the kids they had a lot of say uh, in what they did and, and what they're learning, and um, it was a lot of a lot of stuff that applied to life outside of school too. So. 
It was very innovative and inspiring. Thanks for that. And um, I can definitely relate to that. My dad is my inspiration. He just actually retired after 50 plus years of teaching. We lost my mom in October of last year. And he said, you know what? I think it's time to retire finally. So uh, he threw in threw in the towel, so to speak, after five decades of teaching. And uh, man, we had a lot of talks about yeah, uh, about. I remember teaching. I had your dad for a couple courses on, on teaching math. Um, and he, he was really good. It was, uh, you know, very thorough and uh, you got deep into things that you didn't necessarily know. Um, so it was, you know, learning to teach math, you learn a lot more about it. <laughs> and he definitely made it made it come more alive for me anyway. It was very um, cool. Way more than the numbers on the page. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Micah, we wanted to ask you three questions that we're asking all of our interviewees um, in the show. And uh, the first one is, what inspires you to teach? Oh, that's the that's the big one, right? The big question. It, it really is just the um, desire to have every child value themselves, uh, to know that that you know they can accomplish anything uh, if they put their mind to it, work hard, and they're passionate about it. Um, they can become whatever it is that that they want to become, um, and so just trying to be be that light for them, that role model, and and able to push them uh, to see that and realize that, and uh, that their potential is limitless. You know, whatever their their dreams are, that that they should go for it. So uh, that that's probably the big the biggest reason. Um, and and also I love to teach reading and <laughs> and social studies, which is what I'm teaching now. Uh, our fifth grade is split to I do language arts, social studies, and they have a math and science teacher. So I enjoy those subjects a lot and trying to teach also um, outside of the textbook. Because um, a lot of times the textbook is a very uh, limiting limiting resource. It's something to go off of, but um, it's very limiting in a lot of ways. The second question is, uh, and, and it's the theme of our podcast, is this idea of being unconventional, right? And I think you signed up for this interview because, uh, well, a number of reasons. One, uh, your wife, Haley, uh, mentioned you. Uh, I did some back channeling uh, without maybe you knowing. And um, she said, uh, you're definitely an unconventional teacher inspired by each and every one of your students. Uh, and my wife is a teacher as well. And when we were thinking of people to interview, she said, oh, yeah, what about Micah? You know, and even though we've kind of gone our ways, um, we've kept in touch via social media and um, we've seen some of the awesome stuff that you're posting and, and the passion that you have for your, 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 your craft. Talking about the textbook and that um, becoming the Bible for some people and in some situations, um, I really wanted to kind of not do that and, and bring in a lot of resources so that um, my goal my goal starting out um, in my teaching platform that I wrote, what part of it for reading anyway, was that every student would be able to see themselves uh, in my classroom library and in the, the text that we selected um, to read. Um, so that's been a, a driving force. It continues um, to be a driving force in, in my practice um, and, and my library. Um, 
I don't want to brag, but it's pretty good. <laughs> um, it's not bragging. Your, your, your classroom library that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, my classroom uh, library. And uh, that was that was a big driving force. I'll just read. I have a little part of my platform. As educators, we must support the students in our classroom with diverse reading materials so that they may see themselves as important enough to be represented in literature. Uh, too much of the same type of reading is monotonous for any student, and a multicultural library will bless every student in every classroom, thus enabling him or her to envision a richer and clearer picture of humankind. Um, so that really has, has stayed with me. Um, and, and at this point in, in my own learning, um, I've learned that that's, that's really is an anti-racist perspective, um, that you want to embrace, you know, the full humanity of students of all backgrounds. Um, and so that really is, uh, my bookshelf is, is my biggest ally in, in trying to accomplish that and all the wonderful writers um, that are working to do that and the things that I've become connected with um, to help me. And one, one article that I want to reference is really powerful. Um, it's called Mirrors, Windows, and Sliding Glass Doors. Um, it's written by Rudine Bishop. Uh, it was written actually in 1990. And uh, if I'd read it in college, I definitely would have put it in my toolkit. <laughs> but uh, the summation is that... Um, windows it's important to have books as windows uh, or mirrors windows and sliding glass doors so the mirror um, right that it's important to be able to see yourself uh, in in literature um, and then the window that you can also look into other worlds and other experiences uh, and the sliding glass door that you can actually step into that world uh, and experience it through literature so um, and a really a really powerful uh, metaphor, I think, for being able to open students' worlds really to, um, you know, if they don't come from a diverse background, they can see, you know, into these um, other worlds and vice versa. If they um, are, if they do see a lot of diversity, they can see that celebrated um, in what they're reading. So, that, Micah, that's that's really powerful stuff. Um, I teach basic baby baby Spanish, <laughs> yeah. you know, to, to high schoolers. And um, so one of the things that, it, you know, as you know, as a teacher of, of reading and, and history and social studies is this idea of representing everyone. I'm giving everyone a platform, you know, whether they come from a black neighborhood, a Latino neighborhood, a white neighborhood, an Asian neighborhood, talking about ethnicity, or they come from two moms or two dads and, you know, whatever their situation is or no moms, you know, or um, whatever, whatever their story is that they might find that mirror in a, in a text. Um, yeah. That's powerful stuff, buddy. I got, I got chills um, hearing wow. you talk about that. That's pretty cool. That's really yeah. cool. I want to end end our, our conversation here uh, with a story. Um, can you give us a little story, maybe student-centered story, about why it is important to take those risks, why it's important to find those books uh, that, that represent everyone and put them in front of their students? Yeah, a few things come to mind, but the uh, occasionally we do some sort of writing contest. 
a lot of times it is, you know, it's, it's, I tell them that it's going to be more powerful if it's more personal. Um, so make it something that's personal to you, um, that celebrates who you are and that you, you are passionate about. Um, and I also try to model that. I think that's important um, to model um, for our students that, that we're doing this too. <laughs> you know, I'm not just saying you do this, but, right. but I will show them too that I, I took the time to create something um, to kind of help them to be a guide along with whatever, you know, rules, rules are to the contest. Um, but it's just, it's really amazing to see them some open up through writing that way. Um, and there's been a, a couple success stories. I had a student um, a few years ago, we did a What My Mother Means to Me contest. Uh, and we had a student actually win, win the state. Um, and so, you know, that was obviously a risk. And then he got to go and, and be celebrated. So, uh, and then for the kids to, not just in my classroom, but the entire school, uh, to see something like that happen was really, uh, really special. And and I, I give him all the credit. You know, I just I just stood there as a guide, and he he went with it and and told the world what his mother meant to him. So his his big simile for his mom was, "My mother is like a warrior." The way that his mother mother fought for him and um, was just you know a force in his life. And then recently we did a vocabulary contest, which is a great teaching resource. It has a uh, a hip hop song for about any topic you could imagine, uh, which I, I use it, you know, almost every day. Uh, it's just a phenomenal resource. Um, so I'll plug it, flowcabulary.com. <laughs> you check it out. Um, you can start with a free trial and then it's about $90 a year. Um, and can you spell that, spell that out for our listeners? It's flowcabulary, right? Yeah, it's F-L-O-C-A-B-U-L-A-R-Y. So Perfect. instead of a B, you just have a F-L um, for vocabulary, but flow vocabulary. So, um, but they had a Hispanic Heritage Month contest uh, just this year. Uh, it was their first one. And then they got to choose, which I think is also huge anytime you're doing a project is student choice. Um, that just makes them so much more enthusiastic about it. <laughs> and, and so I had a student who, um, who got through the first round, he picked uh, an astronaut that he learned about who had Hispanic, a Hispanic background. And so we were really excited he got through the first round and, and you know, I kind of told him, you know, it's a national contest, so I don't know what'll happen, but he ended up winning. And it was just, oh, I was over the moon for him, excited, and uh, he's really excited. And so now they're gonna, they're gonna turn his, his rap into a song on their website, so. Um, and so check, that would... check that out. So Mr. Wolf's, uh, is that what they call you, Mr. Wolf? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So Mr. Wolf's student wins a national com- uh, uh, competition. Yeah. So awesome. it was really special. To, uh, and they we got on with the vocabulary team and they told him, you know, what, what would be happening. And uh, he's excited. His, his classmates are excited. Take some guts to, to submit something and then to continue to do it. Because in round two, he had to video himself. Um, doing his rap so it was you know it took some guts to do that and uh and you know it, it paid off this time so you know if you got to take risks if you want the reward right and you never know where it's going to lead you and of course sometimes the risk will flop but uh sometimes it ends up with something beautiful like that so <laughs> wow wow huge props to you props to those students yeah uh, that's just amazing yeah and i, I want to just clarify that Yes, the student risk, right? Fifth graders taking a risk, and that's what we want. But this podcast is also about where does that risk taking start? 
And I hear it starting with you, Micah. I hear it starting with the the willingness to get in there and figure out the competition rules. And you know, half the student—that's what blocks me half the time, right? It's like I don't want to figure out the rules and, <laughs> yeah. and you know, and 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 then go and deal with all the uh, nitty gritties of the competition. But when you do, and you give a platform, but for but one student, they could win. They could win nationally, and you're proof of it. Awesome. Well, that's that's about the end of our time here for our short podcast, Micah. And uh, we want to thank you for sharing some really important things with us today and for being one of our first interviews on the show. Uh, we, we have um, some awesome listeners already, and we're hoping that this uh, project, this Pay It Forward project, um, continues on and really starts to snowball. And we hear from incredible educators such as yourself um, can keep on doing the great work. Um, it's awesome to talk with you and, and what a success you're having in year 13, 14. Um, can you imagine what's going to be in 22 and 23 and maybe at the end of your career as you, as you really work on this stuff. So you have any final words for us uh, and our listeners? Oh, well, you know, teaching is, uh, it's very important and, you know, we don't always get the, the credit we deserve from society and from politicians, but you know, just look to those students. Those students are what matter, uh, and they will tell you. You will know by your students, um, you know, that you're having an impact. Just look to the students, and, and they will buoy you. You know, because that's that's why we all do it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's I love my, that. my, my parting thoughts. <laughs> Thanks for that. Our students do buoy us, don't they? That's a great word for them. That's the second time I've heard that word in 24 hours. So we're going to, we're going to end with that. Um, allow your students to buoy you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on on this Saturday. I know you have your own family, your own beautiful kids, and you're probably like all of us thinking about what Monday will bring. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here with us and uh, we will keep in touch with you and enjoy your students. Take thank care. You. Thank you for uh, thinking of me and having me and uh, uh, continued blessings to you, your students and your sweet little family there. (laughs) Absolutely. Take care. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of An Unconventional Teacher. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed producing it. This is a project to pay it forward to the parents and educators out there seeking something different. If you are or have someone in your world that is an unconventional teacher or parent, please send their name to ananconventionalteacher at gmail.com and we can work to get them on this show. Also, please join us on Instagram and Twitter at ananconventionalteacher and be a part of our growing movement to embrace the different. As I tell each class that I teach at the end of our time together, vive como si fuera su último día. Live like it were your last day. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.